Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. Hello, teachers. Welcome to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. This week's podcast episode, I had the privilege of interviewing two of my good friends, Abby Gross and Jenna Copper, who are two of the four authors of the book, Keeping the Wonder. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I am holding up their beautiful book. Um, It is so well-written and incredibly helpful professional development book for really quite frankly, any teacher, not just English teachers. And I was so excited to bring them onto the podcast to share a little bit about the history, where the idea stemmed from, why keeping the wonder, why do we want to keep wonder in our classrooms, as well as some ideas that you can take back into your classroom as well. Before we dive into the episode, I do want to let you know that the audio is a little bit rough, but that is okay because I don't think that it takes away from their message in the least. So I hope that you enjoy this week's podcast episode and I'll see you next week on the podcast after this one. All right, teachers. Well, welcome back to another episode. I am super excited about this week's podcast episode. I have two of my really good friends here with us on the podcast, Jenna Copper, who I have like a thousand things in common with and (laughs) Abby Gross, who is also a middle school English teacher now part-time, just like I was. And we spent a lot of time this summer actually talking about that as you're preparing for that new role. So I'd love for you both to introduce yourself to our listeners, for people who maybe aren't familiar with you. Um, and then we'll dive into our topic today. Jenna, why don't you go first? Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having us, Caitlin. My name is Jenna Copper, and I am a full-time high school English teacher in Western Pennsylvania. And this year, I'm also excited about a new opportunity I got to have. I am also a part-time college professor in an education department. So it's been really fun to take what I do in my high school English classroom and teach those strategies and methods actually from what we're going to be talking about today in my education college courses. So that's so fun. I've always wanted to be a high school or I'm sorry, a college professor. How, how are you enjoying it? Do you love it? I absolutely love to be able to see both sides of it. So my English classroom, and then see on the other end with the pre-service teachers, it has been so much fun. So I've really enjoyed it. So cool. Thank you for sharing that. Abby, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Sure, sure. So I am a seventh grade reading teacher, but my career did not start that way. I taught high school English along with the other Keeping the Wonder Girls for six years. And I honestly never imagined myself in middle school. I was kind of scared of middle school (laughs) teachers like you all. I was like, oh, bless their hearts, but I can't do it. And then I was searching for a part-time teaching job, found my way in middle school, and I absolutely love it. I totally fell in love with middle school. Um, So it's kind of my dream job teaching part-time. I teach in the morning and then I'm free in the afternoon to create and write and do all things with keeping the wonder. And yeah, I I told my kids today, I was like, I used to be scared of middle school, but here I am. (laughs) And they they got a kick out of that. I'll tell them like high school 
stories and they, they think it's funny. So what is your favorite grade level to teach then? That's so tough. I mean, it's so different. And I loved teaching 11th grade American literature in high school, but I honestly, I think I love what I'm doing now more. Don't tell my old high school students, but (laughs) I, I just love teaching reading. Um, and with middle schoolers, they're still really excited to learn like their curiosity and their love for reading hasn't fizzled out yet, which can sometimes happen. So it's just, it's so exciting to be there during that time. And like, I really try to keep them with that habit of reading as they go into high school. Cause I know what can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I like middle school better. Yeah. I feel the same way when I went from high school to middle school, I had the same, you know, trepidations as you. I was like, I don't know if I really want to yeah. do this. Everyone was like, seventh graders are the worst. They got a lot of drama going on. They do, but, but I love them. They're the <laughs> yeah. best eighth yeah. graders. You know, they're like over school. They're too cool yeah. for school. The seventh graders are just adult dolls. Right. I just yeah. love them. <laughs> Well, we're going to be talking about your guys's book today, Keeping the Wonder, which I was lucky enough to be an advanced reader of, and I got an advanced reader copy and all kinds of good stuff. And I absolutely love the book and everything that you guys talk about and teach in it. And it's really interesting. I think I shared this with the two of you and the other authors of the book as well. Um, on Amazon, our two books are bundled together. You know how it does that? Like there's also purchase and it shows the two of our books with like one other book together. And I just love that. I think it's so fun. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of the strategies, like where the idea from the book stemmed from. And at the very end, um, perhaps a couple ideas that some teachers who are listening can take away and implement in their own classrooms as well. Um, so it's all about keeping the wonder. And I love that. Can you share kind of the origin story of the book and where this all stemmed from and the whole idea for everything? Yeah, I'll start with this one because we have, we have to start by giving all credit to, the queen of creation, Ashley Bible. She couldn't be here today, but she's here in spirit. She is the creator behind keeping the wonder. And it all started with a message on Instagram. So Ashley had this brilliant idea to start a workshop and it actually started from a blog post that she was reading. And, um, this blog post was actually a home design blog post. And it was about this beautiful, quaint book. Um, it's called the the story shop, but it was a bookstore for uh, children, a picture bookstore. And she thought, wow, that is such a magical place. I would love to host a get together of some sort. And she reached out to Abby, Stacy, and I, and just asked if we would be interested in meeting up with her and maybe coming up with an idea for a meet and greet, a workshop, a get together. And we started brainstorming and everything just sort of connected. And within Abby, was it, was it 30 days a month? Did we, it was like maybe a month and I, it was really quick. I almost said no to Ashley. I was like, I think I'm too busy, but (laughs) we made it happen somehow. Yeah, it was honestly, yeah, it was really, truly, it was magical that it all came together as it did. And we had no idea who would show up and we sold tickets sort of last minute. And, um, we ended up having this workshop in June of, was it 2017? I believe. I thought it was 2018, but I could be wrong. Yeah. The last few years have been a time, <laughs> time blur. Have been a blur. <laughs> it's been a blur. Yeah. Yeah. So we had our first workshop and just immediately the, the minute the doors opened, we realized that we had stumbled on something really, really special. 
And the message, the, the meaning, the core of what Ashley uncovered was this idea that secondary teachers specifically are looking to reignite wonder for themselves and for their students. And so that mission was always there, even though we really didn't know what this was going to turn into. We knew that that mission was really strong. And we found out that day that it was something that all teachers are looking for. And so that day, actually that day, we were just so overwhelmed by everything we knew that there was more that we could, that we could do here. And so keeping the wonder as a workshop was born and um, it actually turned into a virtual Keeping the Wonder workshop, which we offer all of the time, all year round for our teachers to join us so that they can see all, all of our seasons of content, um, as well as a book. So that's sort of how it came to be. Abby, you can fill in the blanks that I miss. Yeah. Well, Jenna shouted Ashley out for her creative genius. So I'll shout Jenna out. Jenna was the one who looked at us, I think on that day of that first workshop, and she's like, ladies, we have a book inside of us. And we're like, oh, we're just so exhausted. Let us get through this day. Um, but she had that that spark that got us thinking like, okay, maybe we do. Um, I think Jenna started working on the proposal first and she really nudged us in that direction. And that's how the book was born. I think the rest of us were just so exhausted from <laughs> the first day jitters of the workshop. And I know Ashley, when she had planned this, she thought it was totally gonna be a one-time thing. One hit wonder, if you will. Um, and Jenna was the one who had the book idea. So from there, kind of like what Jenna said, we had this idea, we knew we had this energy, this passion, we could tell that teachers really needed this. Um, and we had keeping the wonder workshop, but we really had to define that elusive sense of wonder. So that was kind of our first task, like, okay, let's, let's bottle up wonder in a book, but let's define it first. And then from there, that kind of led us to the structure of the book and the elements of wonder and all of that. And we also really tried to expand our audience for our book too, because like Jenna said, our workshop, we designed that for, you know, high school English teachers, but we realized there were teachers coming to our workshops who taught middle school, who taught different subjects. And we realized that all teachers need wonder and all students can benefit from it too. So we realized we were more than just for English teachers. We had the capacity to do more, um, which was challenging and intimidating at first, but I think it worked out really well because we've heard from countless teachers you know, I never imagined elementary teachers picking up our book and taking something from it, but they have, which is super cool. And I think that just goes volumes into what you guys are doing with Keeping the Wonder. Um, so with that being said, going into the book, you talked a little bit about the structure and, and that was something that I really noticed as I was reading it, the way in which you set it up, talking about wonder. Can you guys dive into that and the way that and why you decided to set it up that way and how that helps teachers really bring wonder into their classroom, not just for themselves, like you guys said, but also for their students. Yeah. One thing we're really proud about with this book is that it's really grounded in research, but it's balanced with this practical aspect. And so that was achieved that we want it grounded in research, but we want it to be practical as well. So through our own research, and we did, we had years of being able to read books and articles and share, we actually have a document where we, it's just a brainstorming document that is like thousands and thousands <laughs> of words, like separate from the book completely. Wild. And so what we did was we were trying to figure out ourselves, what are the elements of wonder in the classroom K to 12. And through that process, we were able to uncover four elements of wonder. So the four elements are surprise, 
curiosity, freedom, and inspiration. And once we were able to uncover those elements, then we were able to sort of narrow our focus down to um, the research that would apply to those specific elements. And then what we did that we're, we are so happy um, in retrospect that it worked out this way, but we invited wonder makers that we have encountered throughout our professional careers. And we asked them if they could give us narratives that describe how they're using this particular element in their classrooms. And that's one thing that Abby just spoke about. One of our goals for this book was to expand it to every classroom, every teacher, every content area. And to do that, we asked our wonder makers to join us and explaining how these elements practically look in their classroom. Um, so that's how we decided to get it organized and get it set up. And one cool thing too is just turned out this way. This wasn't intentional, but we have four elements of wonder and there are four authors. So we each took one element and sort of took the lead on that particular element. So that section of the book. And um, it was really fun to do it that way because we get to insert our own narratives as well into the stories. So it was just really fun to be able to do it that way. And that's something that I loved reading the book too, is that there was great research, but it wasn't one of those books that I had to really sit down and be like, oh my gosh, what am I actually reading right now? Which I feel like can happen sometimes in some of our yeah. professional development books, your guys' narratives and the other wonder makers that you brought into it were so powerful to see, like you're saying those practical ideas happening in classrooms. And I'm like, oh, I can easily do that with my students. You know, it made me feel empowered as a teacher reading it. So I absolutely loved that. Um, Abby, was there anything that you wanted to add to that? Um, just kind of echoing what Jenna said, I think once we defined wonder and once we broke it down to those four elements, it really just fell into place perfectly. And we were able to be like, oh, you know, we do all of these different strategies in our classrooms and this is curiosity, this is surprise. And so it was kind of a matter of taking the research and inserting strategies, which I highly recommend writing a book with three other amazing English teachers because <laughs> these ladies, I mean, like I still use this book because there are so many strategies that I've been wanting to try, you know, from Jenna, I want to try her panel discussions. Um, Ashley, I love her, her literary yoga. I still want to try that. Stacy, I tried her suitcase activity and let me tell you, it was the best thing ever. So it was it's just so cool to have all these practical strategies categorized by the elements of wonder. So if you're like, hmm, I need a spark of surprise to mix things up, you can flip to that page and find something. So it's just, it really came together. And of course, the, the guest narratives from um, the wonder makers, I feel like there's so much jam-packed in our book um, that even I can use it, which it sounds kind of silly, like I'm using my own book to lesson plan, but no, I really can. So, but you are, so it's yeah, true. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love that. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to say that you just mentioned, Abby, was Jenna's uh, discussion activity, the panel discussion. Mm -hmm. That was one of my eighth graders favorite, favorite activities. We've done Socratic seminars so often because mm -hmm. I love Socratic seminar, but yeah. that was just such a great twist on it. And it gave so many different students the ability to participate. Those who like, you know, try to shy away and hide, which Socratic mm -hmm. seminar, you got to really work them up to participate yeah. in that panel discussion was fantastic. So that was a great activity. Thank you for sharing that one. I need to try that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, what's your favorite part of the book? after everything that you've done, all the research that you guys put together, all the brainstorming, like, oh, I know what it's like to write a book. It is a massive daunting undertaking. And I know you guys, obviously it must've been so much harder writing with four authors and all of the pieces that you brought into it at the end of the day, what's, 
your favorite part, like the one thing that a teacher listening could be like, oh yeah, I need to go read that. I want to take that idea into my classroom or that's going to inspire me to bring wonder into my classroom. I can go first because it kind of goes with what I just said. Um, at the end of our book, so, you know, we wrote the four sections with the elements of wonder. We categorized our strategies at the end. I don't know whose idea this was, but it was a genius idea. We really wanted this book to be so practical that teachers could actually use it kind of more of as a handbook than just like a PD book that you read once or twice and then forget about. So we cataloged all of our wonder strategies into what's called a wonder kit at the end of the book. So you have every single strategy page number for quick reference. So you literally can use this while you're lesson planning. In fact, I keep on saying that I want to like photocopy these, put them in some page protectors and keep them on my desk, easily accessible or in my lesson plan book because it's everything. So that's the best part of it for me because I need practical stuff. Like if I'm in a lesson planning, right? I need to be able to just open this book and find something. And that's kind of how I did, um, you know, when I tried out Stacy's idea. So that's my favorite part because it's so easy, but I love that. You know, a lot of our EB teachers get to a point with like their novel studies where they're, you know, it's a a new book that there isn't maybe a novel study out there for, and they're starting from scratch. And they're like, I don't really know how to fill in all the gaps, you know, with all of the different activities. And what am I really going to have my students focus on? And to have an index like that is extreme. It's invaluable when you're sitting down to do something that is just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, what do I even, where do I even start with this? Yeah. Very cool. Jenna, what's your favorite part? Okay. So my favorite part is that there are ideas, both big and small. So one of the big goals that we have one of the overarching goals was that we, we know that there's Instagram worthy, you know, posts to be made about the big ideas, classroom dramatizations, classroom transformations. And so obviously we weren't going to leave those out of our book, but for a teacher who has two little kids and one on the way, literally like any day now, Um, I don't always have that kind of time. And so we know that teachers are just like us. So we know we are teachers. So we know what, uh, what, what we needed. And for me, it was ideas, big and small. So we have ideas that are, we tell you exactly how to break it down for those really big ideas, but it's balanced equally as much as we tried with smaller ideas that are easier to implement. So one of my favorite ideas from the book is a simple idea called a flashbulb prop. And basically what that is, it's harnessing this, the surprise element in the classroom where you take one small thing that is different and you use that to bring about some sort of surprise for your students. It's a novelty type of uh, prop that goes along with the lesson to get them excited about it, to prime them for learning. And it's something as easy as bringing, let's say a microphone with you to to, um, ask students, let them answer on the microphone or projecting something on the board when students come in that's surprising or shocking, like um, ambient, like an ambient YouTube video or something like that. So big and small, sometimes it's just a little click to 
bring wonder to your classroom. And sometimes it might be something you have, you know, more sustained over a unit or, you know, a longer class period, but big and small ideas is what I really love because it's practical for what I have time for. (laughs) Yeah. It's spoken like a true working mom, being a mom (laughs) and a teacher was just, that was when I realized like, this is crazy. Like parenting is just on a different level in terms of busyness. You know, my, my husband and I look at each other, like, what did we do on Saturdays before we had our son? We only have one and you have two and you're going to have a third. So you're going to be yep. even busier. Yep. Um, but you're right. You know, we really want things that aren't daunting for us. You know, I think a lot of the times we'll see stuff on Instagram or posts mm-hmm. and places. And we're like, Oh, I, you know, I don't have the money to do that or bring that into my classroom or the time to completely transform my classroom like that. So to have even something as simple as what you're talking about, those flashbulb moments, um, mm-hmm. I think are powerful and just simple ways for us to love the profession again. Cause I think we get stuck in a rut too, not just our students. And so when we have something like just playing music, you know, students walk in and the first period and it just changes the energy and the atmosphere and your vibe and how you're showing up, it just makes such a difference for everybody who's impacted by that special quick experience. That isn't a big deal, you know, but at the end of the day has a big impact. So I love that. Um, is there anything else you guys want to share with us about the book? Where can we go grab it? Where can we learn more about this? How can we bring more ideas from keeping the wonder into our classrooms? So you can head to our website, keepingthewonderworkshop.com. Everything is there. We have links for where you can purchase the book on Amazon, where you can look into our workshop. All of our info is there. We all, I think, have blogs too. I've blogged about our Keeping the Wonder book. I know Ashley, I think she published a really cool post about how our story was born with the workshops. Um, So there's just a wealth of information on the internet, (laughs) on our blog. And you can always find us on social media too. We have our individual uh, social media handles, but we all hang out at Keeping the Wonder on Instagram as well. And it's really fun because we take turns uh, rotating through it. And on our Instagram, we share wonder strategies, wonder tips, and we talk about what's to come for keeping the wonder. We have a lot of exciting things that we're planning for next year. So oh, I'm excited. Us there. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you guys are doing. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um, I absolutely loved this book. Thank you guys so much for sharing all of your research, your knowledge with all of us. Um, I'm really proud of the work that you guys have done and that I get to call you guys my friends and that you got to, I got to be involved in what you guys were doing. So thank you so much. Um, and like Jenna and Abby said, definitely check them out on Instagram at keeping the wonder. So you can learn more about it and you can go to keeping the wonder workshop.com to learn about their workshop, grab the book, um, and hopefully the future goings on that you guys have coming down the pipeline. So thank you so much, you guys, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Bye everybody. Thanks Caitlin. See ya.